A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got some great stories of compliance, and our first story of the day is from Carla the Profane. Do whatever you like. My colleagues and I are required to be in the office on Mondays and Wednesdays. The other weekdays, most of us work from home. The only reason we need to attend is because my employer's social life is non-existent without it. We're able to perform our actual jobs, building websites, perfectly fine from home. On top of that, the office is a damp and dark building with no privacy, bad ventilation, a mold-in-the-coffee-machine kind of place where you need headphones and your mute button if you want to set up a digital meeting of any kind. I was fed up with the rationale and situation and decided I needed a break from this abysmal setting last Wednesday. I messaged my employer that I'd prefer to be working from home that day because I wasn't feeling well, which was true considering I had stress about being in a room with him, let alone inside the place I described above. He replied with, Not feeling well, not feeling like it, traffic jams, excuses, I don't understand you anyway. Do whatever you like in a sarcastic, sneery manner. I complied and played video games at home all day. The end. I mean, it's not as easy as saying, get another job, but you guys would agree with me, right, when I say, if you're working in a place that stresses you out to the point that you'd rather call off than deal with it, you probably should be looking for other employment ASAP, right? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from Virtual Meeting 113. Don't tell anyone you're leaving. I once wound up working for a company because it bought up small competitors, including my employer, across multiple states and then smushed them together into one big firm with lots of clients. Each of us had different retention bonuses to stop us just walking out. The whole thing was a crap show, so the CEO appointed a new VP to lead my division, Big Boss, and a new HR director. Big Boss was really interested in my specialism. He told me face to face I was doing all the right things for promotion, big things, etc. But others started demanding big pay rises to stay. And Big Boss was pretty pissed about this, because it screwed up his finance metrics. He gave in a couple of times and then wrote a memo saying no pay rises were permitted outside of annual review. HR director told everyone they wanted honest opinions about what was wrong and how to fix them then started sniping people who'd told the truth and blaming them for the issues. Great start. Big shock, I didn't get the promotion. A couple of insiders told me he'd just badmouthed everyone who was up for promotion to justify not offering any. I met him and said if I wasn't promoted, maybe I wasn't a good fit and should leave, but he disagreed. Said I was a great asset and he'd figure something out. My manager came back with his offer. It pushed the retention bonus further into the future, added some withheld stock perks, pay rises that would maybe build over multiple years, and Big Boss would support me for the promotion next year. Basically nothing now, but maybe in the future. The shrug, as my manager handed it to me, said everything. Big Boss then got a surprise opportunity to make a sale personally at a client he knew and impress our CEO. We had no experience in the area, but I had a reputation as being versatile, and I was available, so he asked me to head up a group of four contractors and make it look like a joined-up expert team from our company. I decided this was a dead end, and given that my retention bonus was due, 
Although no idea when they would actually cut me a check, I agreed to take a similar job at an unexciting but stable competitor. I rode Big Boss with my two weeks. It had been a pleasure working with him, and what did he want me to do? It was standard in our industry to get people off the premises ASAP, especially when joining a competitor. So I was a bit surprised when he told me to carry on at the client and don't tell them you're leaving. Truth was, he had nobody to replace me with. Apparently he then went to HR director and my manager and lost his crap when it turned out I never actually signed his new retention offer. He tried to blame a couple of people for telling me not to sign, which wasn't true and upset them as well. HR director then met me for an exit interview, and as I'd heard he was pretty stressed as many people were leaving, and the remit was to retain staff. I told them everything was amazing and I loved the company, but this was a huge opportunity. Then they said that because I was quitting, I wouldn't be getting my retention bonus or performance bonuses. It's just industry standard, they said. I explained that the wording was very clear. I'd met every requirement, and they said it didn't matter because that wasn't what the words meant. And if you want to argue terms, get an attorney. Hmm. So I stayed at the client for the next two weeks. I told the contractors I was leaving and asked what help they wanted, but they wanted to promote themselves direct with the client, so were happier if I kept out of their way. I just met colleagues for coffee and caught up in old times, talked about my new employer, what would be their final straw, and so on. A couple of days before I was due to finish, the client lead asked me if we could help out on something. Well, I couldn't tell them I was leaving, so I replied, Unfortunately, Big Boss has said I'm not permitted to discuss my future with you, so you'll need to ask him directly. The client immediately knew what was happening and was fuming that he'd kept them in the dark, even more when they found out no replacement had been identified. Then, as HR director had requested, I took an employment attorney friend out for lunch. She was laughing her butt off when she saw the contracts, said they were some of the worst worded she'd ever seen. I was totally right, they owed the bonuses and HR director was just hoping I'd give up. She helped me draft some legal docs, tacked on a bunch of additional fees she reckoned we could argue I was owed, and I sent them off. I left the company without ever speaking to Big Boss or HR director again. I bumped into one of the contractors in a parking lot and he told me the project had completely imploded. They replaced me with another contractor a month after I left. But by that point, they'd stopped working collaboratively and were competing with each other to win contracts direct with the client. Two of them got terminated for performance issues, another quit, and the client decided not to continue using my old company. So they took on the only remaining specialist contractor direct. I caught up with a former manager for coffee, and they said Big Boss became increasingly paranoid about all the people resigning and started trying to run office loyalty tests to identify disloyal staff, which of course made even more people resign. Allegedly the CEO was getting angry because the financial and sales metrics were getting worse and the big target client he'd heard about had turned into a huge embarrassment. Eventually, I received a satisfactory offer from the company's law firm. It wasn't a big settlement, but I was so happy that I'd seen it through. My attorney friend said she knew the firm, and it had probably cost triple the amount I'd asked for in legal fees. I wish I could have seen Big Boss's face signing that check. I checked LinkedIn a few months later, an HR director had been terminated. One colleague still at the company said it was officially because there weren't enough permanent employees to justify them staying. Big Boss then vanished a few weeks later, 
His office was just emptied and nobody spoke about him again. I still work in the same city but haven't seen either of them again. If I did, well, I was told to keep working, not to tell the client what was happening and to get an attorney, so that's exactly what I did. What I love the most here is OP knows their worth. OP knows what they deserve, what they should be paid, what their rights are with this contract they signed, and they're not buckling on any of it. OP straight up embarrassed this money-grubbing company and manager. And honestly, I'm all here for it. Our next story is from Zavara Katronomy. You need to see my father in person? Zavara, the great mystic of the beyond, shall grant your request. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. My father died 20 years ago and left me a tiny cabin house. He loved that place, built it himself, and tended to it religiously. After he passed, I couldn't find it in my heart to visit because every rock on the wall, every flower reminded me of him. My mother never cared for it, even when my dad was alive, so within a few months I realized that it would be a while before either of us would be ready to spend time there again. As such, we called up the electricity, telephone, and water companies to shut off services to the cabin until further notice. While other companies complied without an issue, the water company decided this request could be made only by the person whose name was on the bill. Mind you, their fee, due to zoning in a well on our property, was less than 2 euros a month. Repeatedly faxing the death certificates, as well as next of kin transfer of the title got us nowhere. Dozens of calls per month, several emails, in-person applications, smoke signals, interpretive dances, telepathy, etc. Nothing made any difference. 
Both me and my mother were entirely flabbergasted, so we asked around and found out that indeed the process is unsolvable and, albeit not technically legal, people stopped paying those fees and the water would get shut off anyway as a result. Getting any lawyers involved would not be worth the money, so we did just that, discontinued the connected bank account and never gave it another thought. Two weeks ago, while at my family house, I got a call from the water company. They were closing inactive accounts at the 20 year mark and my father's cabin was up. They did however tell me that one, there was a pending sum of 11 euros and 93 cents to be paid for the account to be closed and two, the account owner themselves had to make the application to close the account. Once again I mentioned the whole, you know he's dead, spiel and was passed over to a supervisor but in a reminiscing demonstration of absolute absent-mindedness and stupidity, the response I got was, Unfortunately, they have to show up in person, as we need a paper copy for accounts older than X years, otherwise we can't proceed. Now, I don't know how widely common this is, but in my country, you rent the burial site and grave in 3-5 to five year increments. My father's grave's 20 years were up in August and my mother decided it was time to unearth his bones and surrender the site. As such, we had just been delivered a very respectful package with my father's remains, cleaned and curated, only that week. Everyone that's ever gone through this process would recognize that box for what it was. And what it was, was great timing. Two days later, I went to the water company's local office. I wore my most purple, silky, goth outfit, dark makeup, and oh-so-heathen jewelry and carried a large bag with me. I asked to speak to the same supervisor, who luckily for me was in an open space area with their team's director and quite a few more desks. After confirming with her why I was there, she started telling me the whole, he needs to be here in person thing again, but I interrupted her and told her, I know what you'll say so I brought him with me so he can tell you himself. I plopped a Ouija board and the box of my father's remains on the desk and loudly shushed the area. Heads turned, her director looked up with a what the freak expression and the supervisor herself was frozen and wide-eyed. I placed my hands on the Ouija board and just as loudly started asking my father's spirit to communicate with me. Show me a sign he was there with us. Reach out to me from the grave. Everyone was silent, people walking by the door stopped and stared, I threw a few Papa can you hear me in there as well for dramatic effect. In comedic timing that happens only once in a lifetime, I think a pen or something small fell down from someone's desk behind me, which against the silence was quite startling. Excitedly I moved my hand to yes and proclaimed I needed his help in the form of his signature from the beyond in order to close this account. Finally, the director snapped out of it and came over with an, Alright, I can help you over here, I think this is enough. But heck no it wasn't. I started gathering my things as I laid into him. How asking to speak in person with an indisputably dead man of over 20 years was beyond stupid. And if I had to put up with their idiocy, they had to put up with the process required to get a hold of him. I also mentioned that denying someone's legal title claim was lawsuit worthy. So he immediately changed his tune that I could of course close the account. He tried bringing up the fee but I cut him off with a don't even think about it and walked out. It's still early but so far there's been radio silence. My mother thanked me for handling it but when I suggested she should write to someone higher up about this, she just said, meh, not worth it, it's over now. 
What a missed opportunity for a water under the bridge comment. I think the only thing you can chalk this up to is that supervisor being so inept at their job. I would sure hope that they have a contingency in case somebody passes away. Like, I think that should be assumed. So for this person to give them such a hard time with this is just mind-boggling. And our final story of the day is from Berserker83. Don't blame us when we boot you. I'm a social worker and a program for kids with behavior problems that's very intensive and requires a lot of participation from the client's entire team to be effective. It works very well 95% of the time. We're also very expensive as far as Medicaid billing goes, so if the client's team isn't playing ball, we discharge, after due diligence and engaging them of course. Every once in a while we get a parent who's only doing this program to prove it doesn't work, so their child can be residentially placed because they just want to get rid of the kid. And they never seem to understand that residential placement has nothing to do with whether they've tried us or not, no matter how many times we tell them. I had one such parent yesterday, and I asked her what she hopes to get out of our program. She said essentially she wanted a paper trail to prove that her kid was bad and that our program won't help him. Well, of course it won't if you don't change your approach, lady. But okay, you want a paper trail that this program doesn't work for you? My notes will reflect that this program is not appropriate because of your unwillingness to engage and we will discharge you. You still won't find residential placement. And you'll be even more screwed because when you realize this was your only shot at actually helping you address his behavior, you won't be accepted back into the program because you didn't want us. It's so sad too because he's an awesome kid. He just gets crapped on and humiliated by his parent constantly. And we've thrown everything we have at this case. It makes me sad and frustrated. It would be so easily fixed. So my question in this story is where does it start and end with CPS? Because if it's very clear that this parent is not appropriately taking care of their kid, to the point where they're ending up in a program like this, is it not possible to have some kind of CPS intervention? Or is this the kind of thing where they've already gotten past that point if they're in that program? It just sucks because, like, while it feels like OP's flinging it back in the parent's face, they're ultimately only punishing the kid and not giving the kid any help. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy compliance story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.